Hey, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. I just want to say thank you for joining us here online. It is our prayer today that today's message would be helpful and meaningful to your life. If you're in the South Atlanta area, I would personally like to invite you to come to one of our three services on Sunday at 9 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 12 p.m. We're located at 4401 Highway 155 North in Stockbridge, Georgia. You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Well, welcome, SCC. How are you guys doing today? Oh, we can do better than that. How are you doing today? Much, much better. That's awesome. Well, I just want to say, uh, my name is Tim, and I'm the student pastor here, and it is, we're just so glad that you're here today. I do want to make a special thank you um, to some awesome people who made VBS happen last week. We had an incredible week. Um, we had three kids give their life to Jesus. Yeah, that's, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. We had some, uh, I think, eight or nine recommitments. But one thing um, with the students, just it was so awesome. We had like 45 students serving kids last week. And that, yeah, that, it's awesome. I love seeing them just pour their heart out for these kids. And so, but you're a part of something specially uh, monumentous in my life today, a historic moment for me. This is my very first time ever preaching from this stage. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, just clap. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully you're not nervous. Um, that would probably be bad. But we are going to have a good time today, and I want to share um, a lesson that I learned while, while, I, was, while I was here. Um, so many things have happened that are important in my spiritual journey. I met Jesus, uh, found my calling for ministry here, was baptized, and, and now this. And so this is just, it, it's incredible. But there's a lesson that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, that I, I've developed here, but I want to give credit to my parents for teaching me about first, and we'll get to that in a moment. I have a couple of questions for you guys. Would that be okay? All right, so I need everyone to put your imagination caps on and just and imagine this for a moment. In Washington, D.C., they're going to open a brand new monument. It's going to be a historic event. And you have been invited by some political bigwigs to come and attend, all expenses paid, to hang out for this. Wouldn't that be pretty incredible? I mean, the food would be awesome. The hotel would be incredible. The, the people you'd get to meet, it would be something for the books. But I want to take that exact same scenario, all those same things, but I want to put a spin. They unveil the monument, and they go, all right, now it's time for you to bow down and worship it as God. <laughs> like, put the brakes on. Like, hold up. Say that again. That would be crazy, right? I think we would all, needless to say, would be taken by surprise. But let's say your life was on the line, depending on how you acted. It's easy to say, I think, kind of where we would fall and what we would do, but until we were in that moment, that'd be pretty tough. But that's the thing about integrity, and that's what's so funny about it, and that's the lesson that I'm not saying I've got it all figured out. My hope is that today we'll learn some more together as we progress on this journey that we call faith. Um, but integrity, Alan Simpson said it like this. If you have integrity, nothing else matters. If you don't have integrity, nothing else matters. And it's so true. Integrity is what 
people think of who we are. If we keep our word, then people can trust us. We have high integrity. If we're known to be liars, well, then you don't have good integrity. So our, our goal, and sometimes the only thing that we can say we have in our pocket to, to carry us through some circumstances, and we're going to see that today, is integrity. It's one of the hardest things to gain and one of the easiest things to lose. It can be gone just like that. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But I want to do something. Anybody know C.S. Lewis, one of the famous author and theologian? He's one of my favorite authors. And he said this, you've probably heard it before. Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. But I want to extend that definition today because I think this is so critical. Integrity is also what you do when everyone's watching. When all eyes are on you to make that decision, what's your response? So today we're going to kind of talk through that, and our, and our title is How to Stand with Integrity. And we're going to learn together. Is that okay? I think we're going to all see some gains in our life because of that. I need you to help me finish this quote. You've got to stand for something or you'll... That's right. So we're going to learn what it means to stand with integrity, just like, and this is how we, we used to say it in kids' place when I worked there, Shadrach, Meshach, and a billy goat. Because <laughs> let's be real, some of these biblical names, you've got to say them five times fast, I don't think I could. They're tough, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are these three young Hebrew guys that King Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler of Babylon, has chosen to be a part of his political team. Now, here's what's so important to give you a little context. He picked the best and the brightest, the, the sharpest looking, the, the most intelligent people. Why? Because he knew that they would have an emotional connection with the Hebrew people while they were there, so it's a much less likely chance of rebellion, right? Because as a leader, you don't want people to rebel. That would be bad. But we see this in our, uh, in a little bit different, but in modern day context. Anybody love like Friends or How I Met Your Mother? Any shows like that? Okay, it's great. You get, you watch the show and you've, you've got this connection. You're like, man, I'm, I feel like I'm there with Ross and Rachel and all these guys. And then you get to the last episode. Get the box of Kleenexes ready. Because tears are about to flow, right? Anybody? I mean, that's, that's me. But what's so funny is after, you know, a, a couple of months to a few years after, how, it's funny how much you see them in marketing, and they'll be like advertising this new stick of gum. And you're like, man, Rachel told me I should have this gum. Well, I got to go buy it. I mean, seriously, I, I don't know about you. It's all these things that I don't need, but I'm like, I, I feel like I want that now. I wonder why. And that's exactly what King Nebuchadnezzar was doing because what we see with Israel's history, God would say, do the right things, they'd fail. They would go, he would give them a punishment, they would recover from that, and God would restore them. And so that's why they're here in captivity. And we pick up in Daniel 3, you can follow in your programs or on the screen behind me. King Nebuchadnezzar had made this gold statue that was 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide, and he set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Well, you're like, okay, well, how, I mean, I can, 90 feet, I know that, but give me an illustration. All right, anybody love baseball? Okay, Atlanta Braves, I love them, but come on, guys. I mean, just Atlanta sports in general. I'm like, I'm always, like, I'm a fan, but come on, man. Just, I just, I'm always hopeful for the next season will be better, and I'm hoping that, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But here's the thing, that's from about home plate to first base is about 90 feet, so this, this statue's pretty tall, and it's more than likely made out of wood and covered in gold, so it's expensive. So we could continue on. 
He sent messages to all these important people like governors, treasurers, judges, and all these officials to come to the dedication of the statue that he had set up, and and they do so. But here's where we see the, the hard part come. Everybody in this kingdom is expected to bow down and worship the statue as God. I imagine that the Israelites were asking, like this series we're in, are we there yet? We have been waiting, God, for you to restore us so we can go home. God, I I don't know that we can take being here a moment longer. Are we there yet? And maybe today you can relate. Maybe there's a situation going on in your family or with your friends or at work, and you're like, man, I feel like I am just being attacked from all sides and all eyes are on me. God, are we there yet? And here's what I want you to know today. We're going to hold on because as we see in this story, that God is going to do some incredible things through the difficulties in life. So integrity is being willing, number one, everybody, let's click those pins. That's music to my ears. I love it. All right, integrity is number one, being willing to stand out. Integrity is being willing to stand out. Okay, well, what does it mean? You got to be different. All right, I'm not great at math, but I can do this math. Normal equals normal, right? Pretty simple. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. It's so true. You have to do something out of the norm if you want to see something different. It'd be like walking into Sanford Stadium with a Georgia Tech jersey. You <laughs> love it. You might not walk out of there alive, but you'd stand out, right? It's like Spirit Week in high school. I loved Spirit Week. So much fun, especially when I was in private school because it was the one week that you could break every dress code. I loved it. Didn't have to wear khaki pants or a polo and tuck the shirt in. I could wear anything. And I could say, you know, whatever. That's, that's what it is. But my favorite day is tacky day. In fact, today I'm wearing two different socks. It was not on purpose. I'm just tacky. Hi, my name is Tim, and I'm tacky. I mean, I'm just being real. In fact, I almost put on two different shoes this morning, and that would have been bad. But I didn't want to distract you guys. So, Tacky day is my favorite. I love it. And so I looked a hot mess like everybody else, but there were two things that kind of gave me an edge up on the competition. I had these circular rim, they were blue glasses, and they were so dark I couldn't even see out of them, (laughs) okay? I had to light lift them up. But I had this gnarly wig, and it was, oh, it was gross. It was this big, thick black wig, and it was kind of like an Afro mullet. All right, just to kind of picture that in your mind. And I'm walking through school, and I'm not popular by any means at that time, now. And I'm going through school, and my friends are like, who is this? I'm like, it's me. And they're like, ah, that's a guy's a creeper, and they just keep walking. So I go to class, and my classmates are like, who is that? I'm like, I don't know. So finally, here's, here's where it gets awesome. My teachers ask, uh, they're, like, well, they're like, I don't think you're in the right place. I, I really don't, who are you? Like, it's, it's me. This is third period trig, right? I'm supposed to be here. I'm like, uh, no, sweet. I, I think you're in the wrong place. And I, would, I took off the wig and the glasses. I'm like, look, it's me. And they're like, oh, yeah, Tom, right? So I would just go on about my day. But here's the thing. Even though people, they would ask, like, were you that guy who looked like Ozzy Osbourne, crazy train? I'm like, no, I don't know who that was. Even though I stood out, they didn't know who it was me necessarily, but it made an impact. People remembered that because it was different. But see, sometimes standing out, it's not always so comfortable. Maybe 
Your friends want to go out and get hammered on the weekend, but you decide not to. That's standing out. That's different. Maybe you want to keep up with the Joneses, man, because they've got the house, the cars. I mean, it's all put together. But because, you know, going into debt's normal, why not? I can have all those nice things. My wife Morgan and I just bought a house, our very first home this last Tuesday. And let me tell you, I saw where that comma was, and I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, can we, can we say a prayer real quick? Can we move that period, like, real quick? Would that be okay? I'm telling you, but we have, our home is beautiful, and we're so excited. We've been painting, uh, we went painting there yesterday, and all of the regret as we made that decision to paint, and because uh, I'm just not a painter, y'all. It's, it's, it's rough, and uh, but it's exciting, but we could have gone well above our means and tried to buy a home that we couldn't afford, but we wanted to be weird and buy something we could actually afford. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. But that's the thing about standing out. See, if we claim today to be a Christian, there should inherently be some change from who we were to who we are now. If you don't look any different, you might not be doing it right. I'm just, I'm being real. And that's a, that's a check for myself too. We have to be different. The world needs us to be different. Jesus wants us to be different because it's what's best for us. And so we see in this story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they're different. They're doing what God's asked them to, and so it's gotten them some unwanted attention. In fact, we pick back up in verse 8, and it says, but some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. Now, pause. I'm not a tough guy, but in school we had a saying, snitches get stitches. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's just rude. That's just, mm that's not right. So they went to King Nebuchadnezzar, and they're like, long live the king. Oh, they're laying it on thick. They're buttering him up. Remember that decree that you issued requiring everybody to worship and bow down to that gold statue? Well, remember how it also said, you know, like they had to get thrown in a furnace if they didn't? Yeah, that. Well, I'm not going to name any names, but there are some Jews, (coughs) Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And man, these guys... You put them in charge, and they're not obeying you. They're, they're not paying any attention at all. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue you've set up. And they're like, oh, by the way, remember that statue looks like you? Oh, man, it's so handsome. That's a good-looking statue. They're just buttering him up. Because here's what happens, and maybe you've experienced this too. When you live right for God, maybe it's at work or in your family or with your friends, when you're doing the right thing, people they get irritated because they see your success and they want to cut out your legs from underneath you. And that's frustrating. And so we could think like, oh, well, here's the end of the story. They did right. We can go home. Yay, we worship God. Woo! But what we see is that things are about to get hairy for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they get hairy for us too when we make a decision to stand out for Jesus. And so today as we continue, my, my hope is that we're going to all hang on because God's going to do something awesome. And so we see, we continue, point number two, integrity is being willing to stand up. Integrity is the willingness to stand up. We continue in verse 13. It says, Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. And when they were, he said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or worship the gold statue I've set up? 
Things are about to get bad. I mean, like, this guy's blood is boiling. King Nebi, he's having a bad day. It's not looking good for our heroes. But here's the thing. I want to draw a parallel to a story that is a little more modern that I think we might all can remember and relate to. April 20th, 1999. Does anybody remember what that date is? Anybody? So this is when I say what it is, you'll probably all remember. Actually, in fact, they just made a movie about it called I'm Not Ashamed. It was the day of the Columbine High School shooting. And for those of you who don't know, that was a day when two gunmen went into the school and they, they killed 12 students and one teacher. And, I, and, and it's, it is absolutely a tragedy. And I can't imagine the hopelessness and how you get to the point where hurting someone else and taking their life is an, is an option. And I, I'm not going to pretend to know that. But something stuck out in that story that I think is important for everybody here today. There was a girl, one of the first um, they attacked, and her name was Rachel Scott. Rachel uh, was known in the community for being a Christian. She did the right things. She, she worked hard to please God. And she was outside on April 20th, just like any other day, having lunch, probably minding her own business, you know, no, no, not, maybe not a care in the world, I, I don't know. But when these two, these two guys approach her, and in that moment, you know, I don't know what was running through her head. I have to imagine that she knew something was wrong. But as they approached and got closer, I mean, that human side of us, and it doesn't matter how much faith you have for even, maybe if it was just for a millisecond, you, we have to agree, I think we would be absolutely terrified of what's about to happen. And so they approach, and they look at her, gun pointed, and they say something, I, I, I can't imagine, but they say, are you a Christian? Rachel has one of two options. She can deny it, deny what everyone knows about her, and try to save her life and walk away unscathed. Or she can say yes and see what happens and just trust that God is going to, to, to do whatever and what she says is so powerful. And, and, and here, I want to admit this to everyone here. I don't know that I would have the boldness to say what she says. In the face of that question, do you believe she says these five words? You know that I am. And in that moment, it seems as they take her life, it seems that evil has won that this is a day that we'll look back and think of the, the darkness of humanity, and that's the end of the story. But here's the thing. We're going to come back to that, so I want you to put a placeholder there because we see a very similar circumstance happening with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. As they're in front of the king, we continue on in, in verse number 16. The three guys replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you, if we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. You might want to underline this next part or circle it or put stars, whatever you need to do, because this is critical. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't show up and rescue us, I want you to know, we want to make it clear 
to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you've set up. Now, I don't know which one of them said that. I, in my mind, I think it's Shadrach. But if I'm Abednego, I'm like, dude, you could have just said no. Like, really? That was a little extra. I mean, let's be real. Because I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, he went all out. But that's the thing. His boldness is so powerful, even if he doesn't save us, doesn't change a thing, we will not change. I will stand with integrity because I know that the God who created me is the God who will save me. And even if not, too bad. I mean, in that moment, they had to have been like shaking in their sandals. <laughs> I'd say boots, but you know, I, I don't know if they're wearing those. Today, I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because standing up is so critical. Next Sunday, in all three services, we have baptism happening. And you're like, okay, well, what's that about? If you, were, if you follow Jesus, it's, an, it's the next step to take. See, when you go down into the water, you're, you're cleansed. You're saying, I want to be cleansed of my old life. And when you literally stand up, you're saying to the world, I am for Jesus no matter what. Today, if that's you, you want to take that next step on your connection card that's in your program looks just like this. I want you to check that box. Maybe you have questions. Maybe you're not sure what that means. But we want to help you through that because it is, it's an incredible experience that you don't want to miss. But I can't imagine what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are going to do next because in that moment, all fear would be setting in. So we get to number three. This is when it's really getting real. Because here's the thing. Number one, standing out, that's easy. It's maybe uncomfortable, but it's, you can do it. Standing up requires action. But number three, integrity is being willing to stand firm in faith. This is when it's about to get super real for our three heroes. We continue in verse 19. Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face became distorted with rage. I mean, imagine something like, I don't know, I practiced in the mirror this morning and I couldn't really get the rage look down, but I tried. I tried for you guys. He commanded that the furnace be heated seven times hotter than usual. I don't know about you, but I love Google. I ask Google questions all the time. Sometimes it's like, I need a kitten video. I need to watch kittens just play because... When you have a hard day, you can't help but just smile. I'm like, oh, that's cute. But for this, I was curious, what kind of furnace is this that we're going to see? This was the furnace that they would have used to melt the gold down for the statue. Gold has a melting point of 1,948 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot. Like, that's hot with three T's. Like, hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like, that's like walking outside right now. Anybody? I, don't, I do not like the Georgia heat. I just melt. But he says he wants it seven times hotter. So the, doing the math, I checked like five times just to be sure. That gets us to 12,824 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, I don't know that he actually reached that temperature because that's 3,000 degrees hotter than the surface of the sun. Okay. But he was, he was livid. He was not happy about what's happening. In fact, the Bible says that it is so hot that the people standing near it instantly die. That's hot. It's like when you take that cookie out of the oven 
Because a fresh, hot cookie out of the oven is one of the most beautiful things, isn't it? Oatmeal raisin, where's my tribe at? Thank you. Thank you. Someone first service said, ew. I hurt my feelings a little bit. I love oatmeal raisin cookies. And when I tell you, I do it all the time. I see that cookie and I put it in my mouth and something magical happens. It turns to lava and it sears all of the taste buds off. And I start crying and my head's under the sink. I'm trying to get as much water. And it's not because of the pain. It's because I didn't even get to taste the cookie. You know, I don't know if you have that struggle, but I know I do. How hot this furnace must be, I just can't even imagine. And so staring into the face of the fire, King Nebuchadnezzar throws Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in. And he must be having a good little chuckle to himself, like, you know, we win. (laughs) They didn't follow, well, stinks to be them. But something happens, and here's what I want you to know for every person in this room to walk away from today is this, that God was not finished with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even in the moment when everything seemed hopeless, that they were going to die, and I imagine that they were absolutely terrified, they still were determined to stand firm in their faith with all the integrity to do the right thing. And here's what happens. Let's take a look and see what What's going to happen next in verse 24? Suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Like, yeah, we threw three in. He goes, no, look, there are four in the fire and they're unbound and they're unharmed. And the fourth looks like a God. Here's what I know that God was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, and I've always wondered, could they see God in the fire with them? Because the onlookers did. And I think, yes. I mean, can you imagine being tossed in and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to Okay. This is kind of cool. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't believe it. It would be totally astounded. And then to see God standing right there, I mean, how much more awesome did that day just get? But here's what I know, even if I don't know if they saw him or not, here's what I know, that they didn't see God before they were in the fire. Today, here's what I want every person to get, and this is so critical, God is with you in the fire. It might be a sickness, it might be a family problem, it could be something at work, and you feel like you're just getting attacked from every side, but here's what I want you to know. Even when things don't go the way we want or expect, that God is in the fire with you and He's holding your hand and He's saying it's going to be okay. Because what we see happen next is so awesome. In verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar says, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent His angel to rescue His servants who trusted in Him. They defied the king's command and were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. And I want you to underline this. This is, this is it. This is the verse. You need to start reciting this to yourself every single day. And I want you, let's just do this. Let's say it together on three. One, two, three. There is no other god who can rescue like this. That's it. I mean, that's it. And here's the, here's the thing. 
and this is what is so incredible, God, because God is just this amazing. God doesn't, God doesn't just save us, and He's not always just even with us. It goes beyond that. It's what He's going to do to the people around you. King Nebuchadnezzar has an entire paradigm shift, and his mind is blown because he realizes that this God is real. Right where you're at, you might be asking God, are we there yet? Why do I have to endure? But here's what I want you to know. God is working you in this particular area in the enemy camp because he's going to do something that's going to blow the mind of the people around you. He, is, he wants to use you. And today, here's what I want you to know. The God who rescued Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is the same God who wants to rescue you. He's just love. He literally can't be anything other than that. Because he, he's just amazing. But here's the thing. We're going to tie this back. Remember the, the, with Rachel. Even if, that even if part. See, what we think would be defeat, God used Rachel's story to affect millions and millions of people. Her testimony has changed the lives of people's eternity. I mean, we don't even know the effect that it's had. But here's what's... It's awesome. There's a program that was started called Rachel's Challenge. It is the most attended school assembly program in the entire country. All because Rachel was willing to stand with integrity. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And today, you have that opportunity as well. Maybe for the first time, you're like, Tim, This has just been unreal. Life has been hitting me like a semi, and I just don't know what to do. Well, here's what I want you to know. Today, if you don't have that hope in Jesus, I want to offer it to you because it changes everything. Life can still be hard. Trust me, I'm not going to promise it's not. But it's you can do it because God's with you there in the fire. So today, on your connection card, there's there's a next step that says, I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. If that's you, I want you to check that box. In the back of your program, there's a prayer that you can pray. But here's what I want you to do. is one special thing, because I'm not going to ask you to come forward or raise your hand or anything like that. I want you to tell one person. You could come tell me after service. You could tell someone here. Maybe it's your spouse or a family member or a friend. But let's start this journey today. If, you, if that's you, let's start by standing up and standing out. Can we do that? Would that be okay? Now, today, if, you are, if you're already a follower and you're like, well, Tim, I've messed up. I really don't know what to do. I want to get integrity back. Here's what I want you to know. Failure is not a person. Failure is an event. Today, God is inviting you back because of his grace, and he wants to offer you freedom, and there is a freedom that comes with integrity. Today, if that's you, I want you to check that box in your connection card that says, I'm choosing today to stand faithfully with integrity. Every person in this room has an opportunity to go up. It may not always be easy because we're going to face the fiery furnace moments. But the God who rescued them is the God who wants to rescue you today. My hope is that at the end... When these moments happen and you're like, I don't know what to do. And they ask, are you a follower? What do you believe? Are you a Christian? Your response, five simple words. You know that I am. Today we're going to continue into a special part of worship called communion.
This is a chance if you're a believer to remember and to think about the amazing things that God's done in your life, the sacrifice of his son, Jesus. And so today, maybe that's for the very first time you've, you just accepted him. That's amazing. I want you to join in. Believers, this is a chance for us to, to remember how good and faithful God is. So here's what I need you guys to do. And in just a moment, the band is going to lead us in some worship, but I want you to sit right where you're at, and I want you to just to contemplate the things going on in your life. Just think about what God is doing and how amazing He is. Because not for a moment will God forsake you. He is always with us. Amen. Let's continue in worship. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.